0: Scripture passage for this morning is from the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John, verses 5 and 6. Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I remember years ago seeing poet Maya Angelou interviewed on the television, and she was reflecting on the mistakes of her younger years. And as she reflected, she gave this advice, when people tell you who they are, or when they show you who they are, take them at their word. Don't try to correct them, redirect them, console them, fit them into your mold, But they know themselves better than you do. So believe them. I found myself wondering this week what Jesus had to say about his own identity. And I know that John is clearest of the four Gospels on this topic. In John's Gospel, Jesus says, I am the Son of the Father. I am the Son of Man. He refers to himself as the Son of the Father and Son of Man. And then seven times in the Gospel of John, Jesus speaks of himself metaphorically, comparing himself to something that was very common that the people of the day would have understood. And he uses the words to, for this, these metaphors, I am, which is really awesome to me because that is the Old Testament name for God. I am. I am who I am. So in the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John, Jesus says, I am the bread of life, comparing himself to the manna that sustained the Israelites as they wandered. And yet telling the disciples at the same time, your ancestors, they ate that bread and they died, but I am a different kind of bread. I'm the bread of life. With me, you live. And then in the eighth chapter of the gospel of John, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Before light comes into a space, all is the same, isn't it? All is dark. People stumble around in darkness, but light comes on the scene and there is clarity. There's revelation. In the tenth chapter of the gospel, Jesus says, I'm the gate for the sheep. If there's a gate, there's a pen. You enter in through that gate for protection, for life. In that same chapter, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Jesus is not the hired hand. But Jesus knows the sheep. He protects the sheep. He rescues the sheep. He keeps them safe. And then in the 15th chapter of John's gospel, Jesus says, I am the true vine. There are branches that break away from the vine, and they wither and die. But those branches that stay connected to the vine, they live and they bear fruit. And then two more metaphors. Jesus is more direct. He gets pretty specific in these last two I am sayings. There's a point in the gospel where Jesus turns to Martha and he says, I am the resurrection and I am life. It's a point where Martha is saying, I believe in the future life. I believe I'll see Lazarus later. I'll see him in the future. And Jesus says, no, I am the resurrection, but I am also life now. So life with God begins now. And then at the Last Supper, this 14th chapter of the Gospel of John, Jesus gathers his disciples together and he says, I am the way and I am the truth. And I am life. And I see echoes of all the other identifications that Jesus makes in this saying, I am the way and the truth and the life. He says, I am the revealer. And I am the true source of life. You know, I think as the disciples would have heard these words and Jesus nicknamed himself life, they would not have been surprised because they've heard The word life before from Jesus. They would not have said, what's that that you say, Jesus? How do you spell that life? What do you mean by that? He's been telling them this all along. New Testament scholar Luke Johnson says that in this 14th chapter of the Gospel of John, we have Jesus bringing it home to the disciples. And Jesus is saying to the disciples that he is the source of life that comes from God. And then I did a very unscholarly attempt at research using my iPhone Bible app, and I found out that 41 times in the Gospel of John, the concept of life is referenced, beginning in the very first chapter of John, the fourth verse, that says, what has come into being is life, and this life... Is the light of the world. You know, I noticed this week when I was thinking about Jesus as the concept of life that I think about life in a very physical way, in a very automatic way. So I'm sitting in my study writing my sermon and I look around the room and I say, I have life. The desk does not have life. The dog that sits at my feet has life. But the rug, even though it's new and I adore it, does not have life. So physically speaking, you either have life or you don't have life. And to some extent, spiritually speaking, this is true as well. The second chapter of Genesis, God the Creator gathers the dirt together and forms a being that is not alive. Until God breathes the breath into that dirt person. And then life comes. But spiritual life, I believe, is different from physical life. Because in spiritual life, you have to keep breathing. From the second chapter of Genesis on, the rest of the Bible, I believe, is written to encourage us to take the breath... I would never turn to my child that has asthma and say, you're not breathing well enough. Do better. But spiritually speaking, that same child could turn to me and say, Mom, I think you need to get get in a deeper breath. I think you need to be taking in more. Inhaling the life and exhaling what God has given me. To do. The 16th psalm in the Old Testament says. You show me the path of life. And what I like about this psalm. Is that the scripture is telling us. That we aren't just sitting beside the road. As a plant or a shrub. But we're walking the path. We're doing the faith. We're taking in the breath. In the 30th chapter of Deuteronomy, Moses has laid before the people of Israel all of the commandments, all of the law, and Moses says to the people, I've set before you life and death, therefore choose life, that you and your descendants may have life. Choose the way to life. Walk that path to life. Don't walk that path to death. I like the image on the front of your bulletins this morning. It's a, a painting done by a woman in Bernie named Jeanette Gansky. And what I like about the image that's on your bulletins is the contrast in that choice between choosing life and choosing death. So the image that chooses life, it's bright, it's vivid, it's even light as in lightweight. It looks to me like she has wings. And there's a crown on her head and a look of contentment on her face. But the other image appears to be just a mere shadow of the first. It's dark, it's it's dim, it's heavy as in burdened. Choose the path to life. I looked, reviewed my last several days and found a couple of places where I made that choice for life. Sometimes it's easy. I was driving in the car just a few days ago, shuttling my children around town. And at one stop, one of my girls got out of the car and she handed me change from a $20 bill I'd given her. And as she was rushing out the car and I'm going on to the next stop, I just set it on the dashboard and kept driving on to the next place. When I finally found myself settled, it was at a stoplight at Blanco N 410, and I noticed those dollar bills again. And so I reached up to grab them, to fold them, and put them in my purse. And at the same time, I looked up and noticed a man beside me with a cardboard sign I breathed in, and I rolled down the window, and I said, I guess this must be for you. Easy. Just flowed. But other times, taking in that breath of life is more difficult. Most of the time, I would say. On Tuesday of this week, it was my father-in-law's 70th birthday. For those of you who don't have young children, that was the second day of school. And so we took our children out of school early on that day. Well, the two that would come out of school early. I have one that needed to stay until the last bell. She was determined. So those two that we could get out of school early, we showered. We put them in nice clothes. We went by the high school, picked up the third child. And then that put us on I-35 North about rush hour time, where we drove through Austin up to Georgetown. Georgetown. ...to co-host a surprise birthday dinner for my father-in-law with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. My father-in-law had a great time. He was surprised, enjoyed being with his friends. My husband had a wonderful time. But for me, evening was a struggle. I left the dinner that night with my six-year-old's arm gripped in my hand and my teeth gritted... ...because the two of us had had so many run-ins during the night... At least one of us was misbehaving. Maybe both of us. It was just a struggle that night. And yet as I reflect back on it, it was a choice for life. Because I honored a father and I helped a spouse. There's a rabbinical story about a traveler who comes to a crossways in the road. And at that crossways in the road, he meets a child And so he asks the child, which way to the city? And the child says, well, this way is short and long, and this way is long and short. So the traveler takes the first way, and he gets to the city rather quickly, but he finds that the road has been overtaken by a garden, by an orchard, by thorns and thistles. So he retraces his steps. Back to the child and he says to the child, I thought you told me that way was short. And the child says, Did I not also tell you that it is long? So often I believe that taking in the breath that God has for me, taking the path that God has laid for me is the more difficult way. It's easy for me to stand before you this morning and cite two ways in the last week that I took in the breath that I chose life because the times that I decide against life or that I choose death are so much more numerous. (laughs) So often, I can turn a cold shoulder or not speak a word of encouragement that needs to be spoken. I can speak a word of sarcasm. I can shut down a conversation. I cannot do what God has for me. And yet... I believe that I get a second chance and that the long road, the difficult road, is worth pursuing. Jesus said to his disciples in the 10th chapter of the Gospel of John, the 10th verse, I've come that they may have life and have life abundantly. So it's not just a little life. It's not just a little breath. It's not just sustenance. But it's a full life, an abundant life. It's worth pursuing. I noticed on the drive to the church today a sign on the playground at our neighborhood school that said, today is a health quality air alert day. Well, I want you to know that spiritually speaking, that's not true. Breath out there is good. So won't you join me? Let's take some deep breaths.